With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. My Netflix, just for no reason pops up and they're like, are you sure you want to continue? Yes, no, at this point in the movie. <laughs> We're about to get really so racist on your ass. Yes. <laughs> Netflix just comes up and just goes, are you still going? Holy shit, bro. You want to take a break? You want to jack off to something or something? Instead of yes, no, it's like, do you support Trump or don't you? If you support Trump, you're going to keep going. <laughs> Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because of a long series of bad life decisions. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 989 miles to my right is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you. And um by the way, in case anyone's wondering, this movie is why Netflix can charge that extra dollar starting next month. We <laughs> earned it with big names like this. Booked it. <laughs> and sitting a slightly different 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Vosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm good, I'm good. I was just valuing these last few moments that anybody can have doubts that I'm a racist. I'm, like, I'm really enjoying these first. It's going to be a rough one. And that's because sitting 3,000 miles to my west in constant fear of a traffic stop is our special guest masochist Ishmael Brown, host of the Angry Black Brant podcast, Ishmael. Welcome to God Awful Movies. What up, what up? Happy to be here around a bunch of white people and a Jew. <laughs> Wait, Jews are white, Ooh, right? we got separated. Yeah, 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 exactly, I'm not exactly. White. not clear. I'm going to say the N-word. I'm going to say the N-word. He's got to take shit for all the Jewish stuff and the white stuff. Now, a word of warning, I'm going to be calling you Mr. Brown until you say... Call me Ishmael. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to do that. Ugh. Ugh, come on, man. make me feel like a Melvillionaire here. Come on, come on. No, we'll do it off. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> Call me Ishmael. Oh, there yes! it is. All right. Now do a flip. <laughs> I need to clean up a little bit here. So while I'm doing that, Heath, tell us what will we be breaking down today? All right, we watched. Will a man rob God? Why it's um, do that? it's a question movie. It's a yeah. question movie, and um, <laughs> as far as I can tell right now, the answer is uh, pass. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll hash out the answer as we go. It's kind of a thinker. Uh, anyway, it's the story of a family and their extremely well-trafficked living room, <laughs> and how they keep giving away their money to a prosperity church and can't understand why they're like. Cutco knife royalties haven't arrived in the mail yet. So, a lot of fun. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if some black people saw Birth of a Nation and thought, this isn't harmful enough, let's try it ourselves, then you will love this movie. This is a movie that's about giving your money to God when you don't have any money to give and how that is a good idea. 
That is the thesis of this movie. Really Put it is. all on black. The I movie. mean, we've, we've, <laughs> we have watched so many of these fucking movies where I know I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, I can't believe this is the good guy. I can't believe this is the first time where it like surprised me when the good guy turned out to be the good guy. Like I really didn't even think a Christian movie would go this fucking far. Yeah, it definitely. I, I, cause early on in the movie, there are characters that are like, why would you give your money away? This is all a con. This is all a huge fucking con. And then the movie's like, no, it's not though, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, all, all the way through, I thought it was actually, it was making these great points about why prosperity gospel is crap. The guy mm-hmm. drives a Bentley and all. it's so weird that, and then it just, Oh no, but God does help us out in the end kind of thing. Yeah, right. In the yeah. end, they do return the fucking chain letter and they do get the good luck. It's <laughs> insane. <laughs> they might as well have an African prince show up at the end and be like, I have that $20 million in gold. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of American History X. Now, everyone likes this movie, but I'm like, fuck this movie because the movie makes when, when Ed Norton's character is racist, he makes these points that if somebody was on the fence, they'd say, yeah, fuck black people. And then at the end, he just ends up not being racist because right. he got raped by Aryan. He didn't take anything back. No. He, he didn't counter any of those points that sound kind of valid about black people. No, he, no, cause he's not racist anymore because Denzel Washington is nice to him after he gets raped by the Aryans. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, he's a jive talking black guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So is there anything that you guys would like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Ooh, ooh. Best worst character who didn't learn their fucking lines. <laughs> the, the pastor Sims. The pastor, yeah. Uh-huh. Pastor Sims is knows ridiculous. Less, I know more of his lines than he does. He walks into every scene like he's in the actor's nightmare. He's like, yeah, I'm here to, uh, then I will, god damn it. Line, like he might as well call for line in this fucking movie. It is he is someone's cousin? I don't know whose, but he's someone's cousin. At a certain point, he owed it to us to just call for a line. You know, <laughs> you stammer that long, just have someone tell you. I, I didn't get why. Like, it, first of all, there's hardly a crowd in the theater, no. so why not just not do it with a crowd? So then you can do retakes. <laughs> That's right. What? The- <laughs> The crowd was a horrible idea. The yeah. crowd was terrible. <laughs> no thin people? Awful. You couldn't find <laughs> an African-American under 800 pounds for your movie? Oh, well, I, and yeah, also you couldn't find like a shot that you a tight shot of the crowd where you couldn't see six empty seats. Like it was always, it was like oh, two people yeah. and then empty seats all around them or something. Everyone in the crowd that they keep flashing to looks like a close-up of a whopper. It is <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> I wouldn't show these people. I would show these people a mo- I mean, like a propaganda hate film. <laughs> and you, you know, they paid them with food. Like they didn't pay to go there. They, right. they, it, that had to be what the draw was. Yeah, no, it was right at the end of the you. buffet or something. Yeah. Um, for uh, for best worst, I'm gonna say best worst understanding of what computers are and do they just they're just throwing around vague computer words the whole time that make no sense just bandwidth modem y2k glitch router that no idea they have no idea what's happening (laughs) my 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 best worst was um the aging of characters oh or or the aging of actors rather yeah (laughs) did they just like put baby powder on their facial hair and eyebrows yes and then just called it a day i think so they did they were like oh man we we ran out of budget (laughs) 
all I've got is this jar of baby powder. And then the three famous black people they got for this movie were just like, black don't crack? And they were like, yeah, black don't crack. Powder, powder, powder. <laughs> like, why, why even, why even gray it? <laughs> why just what i don't know I don't and know. especially when it didn't really like none of these characters seemed to it, like no one you never understood the relation of anyone to anyone so nobody had to be old exactly right there there are black actors in their 60s and 70s right like those <laughs> no. exist i'm pretty sure no yeah, it, it was actually the one old woman who was in it that they had to make everyone close to her age i guess oh i think she's the reason why everybody was old she was you. like 35 yeah she was pushing it yeah and yet, for War Room, they couldn't find an actual old black woman. Um, I was honestly going to go with best worst overall message. I, do we get there? Or is this Good most one. damaging? Is it still give your rapist a second chance? Or is it this? I feel <laughs> like give your rapist a second chance is worse in the short term. But in the <laughs> long term, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know, because it's give your rapist a second chance, not give your rapist a second chance and money you can't afford to give him. It, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, so yeah, it's forever. Up in the air. Depends on the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Brock lives matter. Uh, context oh my god dude right. yeah right right i know it's only a matter of time before eli starts asking ishmael if his people really eat pig feet or something so we're gonna take a quick break to let him get that out of his system and when we come back we'll delve into all the apparently legal to say bullshit that is will a man rob god okay guys uh me and heath are still getting set up here so uh, give me give me one second if you don't mind okay so um ishmael i have a question (laughs) <laughs> don't do it no no hear, hear me out just hear no me. no thank you like like you and i are friends this is the very first time we're speaking sorry right but we we tweet so like i was thinking, not a friendship okay so like i was thinking when we introduce you i could be like ishmael my- i will karate chop you right where your head meets your motherfucking body please same <laughs> fucking terrible mistake man so as our patreon supporters already know last month we got an offer to put advertising on the show and while this wasn't the first such offer it was by far the best so we asked our financial supporters and our facebook fans how they'd feel about putting ads on the show and we got a hundred percent positive response that being said we did get a lot of requests for more details so we thought we'd tackle a few of those questions today for example, I'll fuck your mouth with a razor scooter. Oh, do it, do Great. it. I'm, I'm gonna fill my mouth with caviar first. Wait a second. Wait a second. I fucking will. Seriously, guys, guys. What? 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 I will. All right. This is exactly what people are worried about. Look, we're taking on these ads for our listeners. The ad revenue is going to pay for us to do the Gam Live Tour next year, to go to more conventions, produce more books, more videos, and, and more overall content for the fans. Not to buy fur coats in July. Where the hell did you even get that? <laughs> I made it out of mink. Yeah, I, I just took my shirt off because it was hot. Yeah, he's not a coat. I, I, I'm, I'm doing the heartfelt, we're not going to change thing here, guys. Just, just give me a minute. Hmm, yeah, speaking of minute, you know what saves me a minute? Casper mattresses. Oh, Sleep not... so sweet, you'll probably die. Living Waters like Church. That. Services Sunday at 3 and 8 p.m. No, no, huh. no, no, this is... What I'm talking about, obviously we're not going to advertise for anything we don't stand for, and we're not going to allow the endorsements to change the content of the show. Come on, guys. Brought to you by the KKK. No, it's... Uh, Yeah, a group so loyal you'll probably die. Ooh, this good. I I went double. 
I hate both of you. And finally, a reminder that the content of the show isn't going to change. The show is still us, and none of our advertisers are going to have a say on what we do and don't say about puppy sodomy. And of course, if you can't handle the idea of listening to and or fast-forwarding through the ads on the show, you can always get an ad-free edition of every episode by becoming a per-episode donor at patreon.com slash godawful. I'm jealous. Heats is thicker than mine. My skin is always wet, though. That's... Oh. Are those fish in your shoes? Yeah. Fish shoes. And you can tell by the way I got fish in my shoes that I have Patreon advertisers now. Advertising. <laughs> KKK. Living waters. Something about California. <laughs> KKK. KKK. Casper Matthews. I'm just going to send that to Ishmael. I'm just going to play it. going to clip that off. This is what they were saying when you left, bro. <laughs> Klu Klux Klan. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this movie off with the strangest motley crew of discordant logos you can imagine, and then it's on to the Windows Movie Maker 94 opening credit sequence. Right. So this is Phase 4 Films, and I'm assuming Phase 1 was Jim Crow. I don't know what the other... <laughs> phase 2 is redlining, Phase 3 is broken windows policing, and Phase 4 is this movie, right? Just, I'm trying to... None of this is funny. <laughs> no, not at all. Not no, at all. I'm I'm regretting coming on here. Really. <laughs> You're only starting to regret coming on here, bro. Only getting it started. Um, now, and my music note, unfortunately, here was yeah. This is really good music, actually, for the start. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> my music note was yeah. Black people are better at music than us. It's true. It's yeah. true. My they music are. note was, I wish Ishmael could see me dancing to this opening music. <laughs> I feel like it would make him feel better about this movie. Hey, Ishmael, I should get points. Mine was the only one that wasn't even subtly racist. I was, I was, exactly. I'm, I'm Mine was very, very clearly pro, what, anti-white. I had an anti-white message. <laughs> White lives don't matter. I get only this. black lives matter. <laughs> only the black ones. I, whatever. I'm getting more black friend points than any of you guys. Ooh, um, are we doing a tally at the end of the show? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm you can award it. it to one of us like Andy does on his show. He's a murderer. <laughs> He's a murderer rapist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Andy Wilson, not you, Ishmael. Yeah. Oh, um, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Wilson, the chow murderer or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what he something does? Like, I hear a lot of rumors. <laughs> I've heard that from multiple sources. So <laughs> That's what he does in between episodes serial <laughs> killing string <laughs> that's Ugh. why it takes so long i guess um now i do want to say the one good thing about these credits i would fuck this entire cast except the guy in the glasses yeah latanya potts who cast this movie killed it there <laughs> are some good looking people yes. including Un i'd fuck uncle e i don't know about that <laughs> see i i think what's going on here because i wouldn't fuck anybody in here maybe robin givens back yes. in the day but i i think what you guys what's going on is so you'd say you'd fuck everyone and i think that has so much about the least amount of people that you have exposure to mm -hmm. because i used to hang out at like the hillel house at my college and like all of my jewish <laughs> friends were confused when i was like oh i'd fuck that white big nose jewish chick and her and her and her and my, and my boy moishi would be like what why would you she's just uh, she's terrible and her family has only funded one of our locks and bagel sunday brunches oh. <laughs> and i'm like fuck you moishi <laughs> I'm just picturing Ishmael just rolling up and her being like, hands up, hands up. Oh, God, take it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to talk to these girls. They keep throwing their purse at me and running away. <laughs> Why did everyone buy that pink mace that doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
shit. Yeah, that's why I never fucked a Jewish chick. <laughs> We're gonna change that. You and me. Reason Rally 2020. All I'm gonna say, Eli, is so far I haven't made any big nose jokes. I'm winning when it comes to Jew friend points today. So, so we open this goddamn monstrosity of a film with. Like, you think our show's racist. The opening line is a black man looking at his TV saying, yeah, you tell him, Obama. By now, I thought you'd have barbecue on the front lawn and dominoes in the back. I'm sorry, well, Ishmael, can I quote that? Is that okay for a white man to quote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wrote in my notes, that's like Trump got to write one line yeah, of this right. movie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm confused, though. Can you not? Barbecue on the front yard and play dominoes in the back right now in the United States? Is that a prop? Or was I, that like a I, sex, is that like a sex thing I haven't heard of maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was just amazed that that's, a, they opened it just making fun of black people. Like I didn't get it. I'm like, wait, do you guys do know you're supposed to like give a fuck about your characters and show them in a good light? That, I guess they think that's comedy. Let me do some, Minstrel show type of thing, and then people will find that shit funny. I was amazed that that's how it opened. Yeah, yeah, and it's all downhill from here. Um, I, I've heard minstrel shows aren't racist. I heard Eli do an appearance. He debated somebody. <laughs> Apparently, they're not. I don't know. Is that true? Good job. Yeah, minstrel shows. The crows from Dumbo. Yeah, not, not racist, not at, racist all. at all. Okay, awesome. good. Good. That's to locked know. in. Yeah. <laughs> So and and I, I I immediately wanted to start taking back all the nice stuff I had to say about the music here because okay so we got this guy and he's smoking and he's, he's smoking cigarettes and he's eating tacos and he's watching TV and then the the old lady comes and he hides the cigarette and she starts fighting with him about whether he was smoking and the music behind this scene now is a cartoon mouse sneaking theme yeah, <laughs> I wrote exactly. that somewhere later that comes back a lot pretty much every time times, Uncle yes. E and yep. Mama Jean talk it becomes boing 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 right it's home alone it's home alone previous Kevin McAllister yes yeah exactly exactly and that's when we're introduced to a character named Pookie now here's the thing we spend a lot of time on this show talking about the things that white people name their black characters in Christian movies but if you're gonna do it to yourselves it's hard to say on the back end you know when you get to name the characters and you name someone Pookie it's very hard for me to get on side later on when the when the guys who make fireproof also name you Easy E or right, Murder right. Face or T Dog or T Bone or, yeah I I'm uh, they just hurt my heart with that I'm like what are you doing what are you doing I complain about that I stopped watching The Walking Dead because a, a black guy was like T Bone or T Dog I was like fuck this show I'm not sitting through this and then here they go with fucking Pookie I'm black and I never fucking I don't have anyone named Pookie in my goddamn thing. <laughs> No Pookie's At least in Pookie had more than one letter. It wasn't just like P. Yeah, so we did have nice. Uncle E though. So yeah, yeah so no. the old lady and Uncle E are talking, and four people walk in: Pookie, Stacy, Natalie, and Stacy's ass. Um, and this is the first time that we have to stop here and say to ourselves, like, whose home is this? Who lives yes. here? Who doesn't? Who are these people to one another? This question will be omnipresent in this movie. Yeah, these questions get answered slowly like the people who were satisfied with Lost. Like, I feel like I knew what happened in this movie, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, now, we should mention at this point, by the way, of course, that this is a a play. 
that's being shot live. Obviously, we've given that away with the audience. It will all take place on the same set. This one set of this living room is where the entire thing is going to take place, even when that makes no fucking sense. With a with a deeply underused kitchen, like the really they, they have one set and they use half of it. They could right? have had a sofa. They could have done Arthur Miller's original Death of a Salesman, where it's just a head with the one chair in the center, and they would have pretty much used the same amount of fucking furniture for this film. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but what we learn in this scene that's important because everyone's going to repeat it throughout the movie until about 30 seconds before the end is that Mama Jean and her husband, Charlie, go to a different temple. A, and, a Baptist church, uh-huh. Right. And the younger people, whose names I will not ever learn, uh, <laughs> but one of them is Corey. Corey, they, Pookie, Natalie, and Stacy. You racist. Corey, Pookie, Those Natalie, are normal names. This is the first time we've ever had black people with normal names and you can't <laughs> okay. remember them. Three out of four of them are normal names. They're still well, Pookie. They're still Pookie, yeah. They're still Pookie. <laughs> Uh, that brings the average down to point three. Yeah. Right. They have begun to go to a prosperity ministry, and Mama Jean does not approve. No. Also, the other very important thing we learn here is that Uncle E has a, a bowel problem of some sort and has to run off to take a shit constantly, which is hilarious. What happens in the writer's room where the guy's like, okay, guys, we need a little bit of comedy. <laughs> what if Uncle E has terrible terrible crohn's disease and just continually <laughs> shits his pants and they were like i love it <laughs> give one of our characters undiagnosed colon cancer just in case this <laughs> prosperity ministry movie gets too heavy right <laughs> and that is how uncle e will be used by the way they yep. will come in be like you know you really should be giving all the money you can't afford to give to your preacher and then uncle e comes in and he's like hey everybody i just jerked off into this chicken and i'm still gonna eat it yeah, I, I didn't get the usage of him and the husband, who we haven't met yet. No. But I'm like, why couldn't that be one character? Right, yeah, like, right. What's going on? There's no fucking reason. I don't know. So now we're going to meet Corey. This is Darius McCrary. Um, and he comes into an, a fucking any character on a Fox show level round of applause so we can talk more about this faith temple prosperity gospel thing. Yeah. Woo! Eddie Winslow, family matters. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Heath. He, he said Darius McQuarrie as if that would have been enough for people to know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Eddie from family. It's Eddie Winslow. I actually thought yes. it was, see, I'm, I'm the racist one because I, I thought for a second it was Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> 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 All the people from the 80s look the same, yeah. Um, so basically what we're getting here is the old, the, the older, uh, people in the room arguing with the younger people in the room about whether the prosperity gospel thing is good. Now, here's the thing. The, the, the old lady, Mama Jean in the movie, keeps saying, you kids need to come back to such and such Southern Baptist church. And everybody's like, no, mom, we're going to this prosperity gospel where the pastor drives a Bentley. I was absolutely certain through this entire fucking movie that he was the, the pastor was the guy robbing God because he had the fucking Bentley. And that in the end, they were all going to go back to the Southern Baptist church. I was certain exactly. that that's the movie we were watching. Spoilers. It's the opposite. It's pro Creflo <laughs> dollar. This is pro Creflo dollar. They sit around for like five minutes at a time. 
time and just shit on the whole prosperity. Yeah. Idea. They just tear it to pieces. Yeah. The uncle makes valid points about him being a pimp and everything. Right. Well, wait, right. I, let's amazing. talk about the uncle's quote unquote points. Cause the <laughs> uncle does, he comes out and he's like, he's a pimp. He's a P I M P. All preachers are pimps. And the, the audience did not like that, by the way. When he said all preachers are pimps, the audience was like, mm-mm. Yeah, they were like, starting to clap of- up till then, and then, no, oh, whoa, oh, oh. Right. I, know, I wanted somebody to yell out, not my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens is he explains that all pastors are pimps, and then, and I'm not making this up, he does a little dance. <laughs> when he's done making his point, he does a little jig. A little a little jig. little jig for us. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's the menstrual show character. He does it every, I think, I, I had a feeling him and, and the cousin or the guy with the high pants or whatever, uh-huh. I think those two are comedians <laughs> and they're doing like their crappy bits on stage. I, yeah, they're doing Amos seemed, and Andy. It just comes off like a bad comedy bit. Mm-hmm. No, Horrible. I think you're exactly right. I think that's exactly it. And I, at that moment, I wanted so bad to find out that a white man wrote this movie. <laughs> Two. <laughs> a white man wrote it. I swore. I'm like, for the oh, sake of so, my race. Oh my god. I, I also, it's such a tiny thing in the sea of a shit show of this movie. But this is where Mama Jean's counter argument to the prosperity minstrel, or the pros- <laughs> prosperity minstrel. No, you had it right accidentally. Yeah. Her, yeah. her counterpoint is that if God wants people to be saved, He'll see that they're saved. He doesn't need money. And that also means that if God doesn't want people to be saved, he's just like, fuck that guy. He's going to burn in hell forever, even though I could totally help, and I won't. Yeah, we exactly. call that Allah-ing. In, uh... <laughs> in, uh, another thing that struck me the second time I watched this was, but I, I wanted someone to say, but wait, what's the difference between your church... Except for your preacher doesn't drive a Bentley. Yeah, I mean, right. Isn't that the only difference? <laughs> your preacher wants a Bentley. They both tithe. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. And that's what fucked me up about this whole thing. It's like, yes, Mama Jean is right. Your church is bullshit. But that's just by default. You know, you can <laughs> fill in the blank on the church. It's like a Mad Lib. And then also, this is where we get like tangentially introduced to the character of D-Money. Again, your movie. You didn't need to name him D Money. He didn't need to be named D Money again. I, I, the rapper. Yeah, D Money was the rapper. So they see him on TV. They're like, Hey, that's D Money on TV. That's right. Yeah. And they're like, (laughs) and and I guess he got famous by acting like a heathen. So even though he's a gazillionaire, they don't really talk much to him. Well, they want us to say like, Oh, he's running the dope game. That's, that gets brought up a couple of times. So we're supposed to believe that he's a multi-platinum selling rapper and drug dealer. Yeah, sells like a little weed exactly. on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, calls a number and he's like, I'm sorry, are you, are you a multi-platinum? That's like if Jay-Z showed up and was like, look, you want this eight ball or not? And it's like, I guess so. How's Beyonce? I don't have time for this, man. All right, fine. I did not get that at all. I, I, I was like, I, I even said when, when they, re- uh, reveal it, I'm, I'm thinking, Wait, what, can't you just say his music is of the devil and leave it at that? You don't need right, to yeah. make him a friggin' drug dealer. <laughs> it's just so You can say you glorify bizarre. stuff we don't believe in. What? Ugh. Yeah. Like like yeah. you said, it's our, it's my movie. It's our movie. What are we doing here? <laughs> Jesus. Right. No, he's he's triple platinum and he's still selling drugs. But he's a, he's a method man. He's a method uh, man. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> and what we learn here is that what Stacy brings up is Stacy says, "How come you still live on this sound stage if your son's a famous <laughs> rapper?" <laughs> Right. To which right. Mama Jean responds, knock, knock. Oh, Heath, do this with me. Knock, knock. Who's there? 
I don't know. Go home and find out. And the audience in this theater yes. reacts like you showed them all a magic trick. They're just yeah. like, <laughs> I have oh no. Oh my gosh. I, I, if, if you showed that to an audience of white people, there would have just been a hands raised. Like everyone would have been, excuse me, so sorry. What is that? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, no, why you gotta make it about race? Can it be about Christians or something? Say audience <laughs> of atheists. Say audience of atheists, you asshole. And if that wasn't enough to kill this fucking audience, Uncle E's gotta poop again. <laughs> like act one, we get twice him storming out. We're supposed to laugh at his fucking bowel issues. Yeah. Lots of people shit twice in 10 minutes without colon cancer, right? I'm, I'm hoping. That's that. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. All, all the time. All the time, bro. Getting ready for the live show. <laughs> so, and but this is also where we learn, okay, so that, that, that Mama Jean, like the rapper D-Money, who is a gazillionaire, wants to give her more money and move her into a nicer house, but she won't take it because it's the devil's money. She chooses to be poor. That's how. That's why mm-hmm. ba- black people are very often poor, because they choose not to take the devil's money. <laughs> yeah, I and, and the thing is, that set's not a bad set. They kept saying the house was so bad. First of all, it has floors in it. I grew up poor in a <laughs> tiny freaking apartment and slept on the couch while my sister and mother slept in the next room this isn't even a bad house like get get a worse looking set you idiots yeah. like the, some some like uh odd couple was like done with their set and they were like we'll take it yeah you done with that set i mean yeah we're, uh, we're done with it we're gonna break it down don't need to break it down no, no, use it for our show. Really just put some <laughs> afghan blankets on the back and uh it's perfect for every single scene we wrote actually so, <laughs> this is great even the scenes that should definitely be happening at work yes and then uh natalie and mama jean are fighting about the uh fighting about the prosperity minstrel or <laughs> I'm going to say that over and over again. Prosperity thing. They keep fighting over it. And then Natalie calls Mama Jean a fool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there is a moment here where you are what I was 100% certain in my heart. Mama Jean was going to beat the shit out of Natalie live on stage. Certainly how they played it. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, so they want us to know the mother used to be very fucking abusive. Yeah. yeah. That, that type of shit lets you know her mother has beat her fucking ass. Well, her reaction, yeah, she just like like falls limp and just like starts to shake and shit. Um, and yeah, her eyes are fluttering like she's trying not to pass out. Like yeah. that's how frightened she is. <laughs> yeah. And it's comedy. It's supposed to be. Co- we as an audience are supposed to be like, oh, she's gonna that. abuse her child. <laughs> Honestly, you might as well play yakety sax during the rape scene in True West. Like that's <laughs> how fucking crazy. This but I can't lie. The black Christians, I'm sure they're like, mm-hmm, you better not talk back. She brought you in this world. She could take you out. So right. I'm sure the audience was right on board with that. Yeah, That grows clearly. more ironic the more t- people accuse Bill Cosby of rape. I like that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the more people. Bill Cosby, that blind bastard. <laughs> So, did you hear Bill Cosby's blind now? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. yeah. Even though he's just doing the mobster style tactic, you know, when the old mobster gets caught and they're bringing him to court. So he has all these ailments to stop him. Right, right. He has yeah. to have an oxygen yeah. tank with him. Yeah. I assumed he was just having a meeting with a lawyer somewhere and he was like, look, if I'm lying, may God strike me blind. Whoop! Who turned out the lights? Not funny, guys. Fuck. I think he just masturbated on a passed out woman too many times. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> yes. That's how you go blind. I heard that's how you go blind. 
Check his palms. Check 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 his his hairy palms. (laughs) If you're not picturing Bill Cosby with afros on his palms, you're not the audience we know enough. So now Daddy gets home, which is the first time we really have to dig in and ask ourselves, who the fuck are all these people? I thought Uncle E was the patriarch (laughs) in this situation, but no, Daddy is, Yeah, um, and he's pretty bummed. And uh, Dad looks like he forgot to become Suge Knight. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the Bruce Wayne to Suge Knight. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So apparently Dad's in trouble because he's been out gambling again. So Mama Jean clears the room so that they can... uh, they can have a discussion about this. Well, she she cleared the room before she knew he was gambling. She just told, oh, the father walks in, everybody leave. I was like, wait, why is everyone leaving? I don't get what. <laughs> and then she sits him or? down and it's like, have you been gambling again? And that's all she says. And he breaks down from that. Yeah, you got me. Like, yeah, no, just, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> At least try no. See how well, that works. <laughs> right. And she says, why couldn't you just, like, invest this money instead of gambling it? And, well, that's the because that's a false dichotomy. It's, it's gambling. Yeah. Shouldn't it be, why couldn't you use the money to pay our bills? And yeah. then you wouldn't have to gamble so to make money? So much well, more sense. What's crazy about that is that it, it, it like, equates gambling and investment like gambling's just a worse kind of investment. yeah right right exactly it's just like i don't know should we go with these mutual bonds or the craps table i'm trying to figure out I want lotto to- tickets let's get lotto tickets let's diversify yeah and, and i wondered about that because a lot of church most churches i've ever been to if not all black churches are in um, other churches too but are against gambling and, and they're against lotto playing and i, I and i started to wonder sh- shouldn't they be against investment as well because yep. isn't that a form of gambling? <laughs> yeah, right, very much right. exactly a form of gambling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess now that scene's over or whatever, but we couldn't tell if they didn't black the screen out and bring it back because the entire movie takes place in the same fucking set. So now we cut to the same place we already were where the uh, the human sphincter and the gay guy are playing chess incorrectly as hell. That board could not be less set up for chess. No, the, the chess is brutal. Yeah, like, well, first of all, the queen starts on its own color. They already have that wrong. And um, also, apparently, Uncle E lost his king earlier in the game. <laughs> Not sure how that happened. Strategic and, sacrifice. And uh, I guess Pookie castled his bishop and knight at some point. And now he has two black bishops. It's fine. I, I honestly think this was written by someone who's an atheist, but they want to sell it to Christian people. So they're just the, the guy who wrote it is making fun of these. Because what about them shows they would even play chess? And does no one know how to say? Wouldn't any stage guy say, "Well, let's at least set up the chessboard because we're going to put the camera on it. Let's make it look real." And just one guy who knows chess put the pieces out. It's not like we got to watch them play. I really think someone who hates prosperity gospels and hates just religion in general wrote this. I was like, I'm gonna make fun of these motherfuckers for the whole shit, and at the end, I'm gonna give them a little win, and then I'm gonna make some dough. This, if you told me this entire movie was made sarcastically by a racist atheist, I'd be like, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Totally. If like you gave me eight shots of Jameson and I was like, I got a fucking movie for them, for them. I got a movie they can do. Oh, they'll love this. And then Uncle Lee shits his pants and Pookie's like, oh no, Mother, we sick. They'll fucking love it. <laughs> Write it down. Hey, Eli, did I notice you say for them and then was about to say something else and didn't want to finish <laughs> for them again? Because you doubled up on for them. That seemed kind of weird. 
<laughs> what do you mean them people? <laughs> For them nice black people. <laughs> neighbors. I was going to say neighbors. So, yeah, so during the <laughs> triple jump on the chessboard or, or whatever, um, these two men see Beyonce on TV and since they're black men, that means everything must stop. I'm sorry. Since they're men, that means everything must stop. Well, and while they're doing this excellent fucking Chaplin-esque comedy, they cut to an <laughs> audience member not laughing. No, no, just some not, bored not fat girl. Looking upset. Like, yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. She looks like the situation just told a joke at a roast. Why show that? Don't show her there. It's so bad. Why would you use that? That's what I mean. Right. That, there's no way somebody who put this together is is for this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, and and then the the guy does, which is obviously a bad comedy routine. That's what mm -hmm. these two guys do. He does the <laughs> walking around, and the, it's like that. That I, I I I didn't look him up, but I will not be surprised if he's some failed comedian. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I think you absolutely nailed that. So yeah, he does his routine about how hot Beyonce is and how if only he could, he had more money, she would fuck him. Hey, but now we have a new goal on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> he also throws in a Donald Trump joke, which yeah. was lovely. And my note here was, but black people make fun of Donald Trump like this. <laughs> and um, it was a terrible joke. And the audience loved it. They oh, loved they it. Loved it. <laughs> His head does oh. look like a chinchilla. Yeah. And and uh, the the thing about the Donald Trump joke, you want to know what's funny? This movie's from motherfucking 2013. He's not even running for president. He's not even topical. Yeah, right, right. Where did Donald Trump <laughs> joke yeah. come from? Why Donald Trump? <laughs> Jesus. But he cheats at chess and Pookie notices. Mm -hmm. And so he pulls a banana out of his pocket. Oh my I God. don't understand. That. This is one of the things that I didn't understand at all. Like I was just confused this and afraid. Fucking... He pulls a banana out of his pocket and challenges... Uncle E to a banana fight outside. <laughs> Ishmael, what is a banana fight? No, stop acting like everything in this damn movie relates to black people. It could just be a bad writer, you bastard. <laughs> How about we watch Matrix 3 and I start saying, what's wrong with you white people? Why? What does that mean? You, you can say, Matrix is a sci-fi movie. People are not supposed to what? This is a realist play. It's not surreal. Nobody walks up a wall in this movie. And Denzel Washington was in the Matrix 3. Come on. <laughs> Yo, that was the worst. He, uh, banana. It wasn't just banana fight. He pretended the banana was a gun. Yes. And he was like, oh, my banana clipped something. And the audience loved it. Oh, they loved it. <laughs> fucking God. Yeah. I thought he was threatening to anally penetrate him. And I'm like, OK, right? I mean, if, if we're if we got to watch this movie, let's watch this dude <laughs> fucking with a banana. And but those two are fucking too. So you know that. <laughs> yeah. Two bachelors. Always hanging out together. <laughs> and and I just want to emphasize to the audience here that yes, in this movie, a character suddenly for no reason pulls a banana out of his pocket to threat this banana had not been introduced to the movie. This banana will never come back. A man just is supposed to we're just supposed to believe that he had a banana in his pocket, threatens to shoot someone with it, and then we're just supposed to laugh and move on. That that guy only does his skits. You notice like the first one we didn't even talk about the oh, this is my church capri pants. First of all, that makes no sense. It's dumb. All you did was pull your pants up. He is clearly just doing <laughs> right. he he is he is the yeah. funniest guy they know like he might be naturally funny i don't believe it but so they're like oh we gotta get him in this play we don't even need to write no lines for him you just let him create he's gonna create on stage yeah. 
<laughs> I think you might be right. So, yeah, so Uncle Lee says, yeah, let's go outside and have a banana fight or whatever. But as soon as Pookie gets out the door, he closes it. And since we don't know if Pookie lives here or not, we don't really know how to react to that. But at any rate, and so there's knocking on the door. And I guess they thought they were going for that classic, oh, the person who I just locked out, I think that I assume that's Mm -hmm. him knocking. So I'm reacting to that when it's actually somebody different. But they fucked it up. And the Uncle Lee is just like, oh, I thought you were someone else, but clearly you're not. Yeah, and... I, I didn't get, and, and where'd Pookie go? Did he fall through some black hole? Is he, <laughs> he still walking back. with the banana? Why's it gotta be a black hole, Ishmael? <laughs> All holes matter. <laughs> because it's larger than an average hole. <laughs> well, well done, sir. So, yeah, but this is where we meet Pastor Sims. Now, we haven't talked about how bad the acting ha- is in this movie yet, and that's not because the acting hasn't been bad. We were saving it. For when Pastor Sims shows up. Yeah, I mean, the acting has at least been, shall we say, lively. But Pastor Sims looks like he was handed his script backstage, and they were like, you got it, right? And he was like, this is an awful lot of lines. They were like, go, 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 go. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, he's clearly getting physical cues from his stage mom in the wings, and he's just not getting it. He's trying. I honestly think he's not an actor. He's an actual pastor. Because he didn't belong on that stage. And they didn't belong either, but he really didn't belong on it. Oh. Terrible. There, was, there were like four different times where he ends a sentence and the other actors clearly like whispering under their breath, like, I'm not talking yet because you still have another sentence. You still have another sentence. Just go. Right. Now, that's oh. what's going on in this scene, though. We have to meet Pastor Sims so that Uncle E can have a conversation where, with him where he's basically like, man, what is this bullshit? You say, God, God, Jesus, Jesus, and then you drive around in a Bentley. Now, because ultimately this character will turn out to be the good guy, they don't dig all that deeply into it, but they don't shy away from it much either either enough so that at at this point i still thought that guy was going to turn out to be the bad guy yeah i i had no idea who to root for this was like (laughs) watching a homeless a couple of homeless guys fight (laughs) because they were both black (laughs) (laughs) boo i want to distance myself from eli right here (laughs) and a cop just comes and shoots them both (laughs) (laughs) they were clearly a danger to somebody and edit point <laughs> so and and of course my music note here is maybe if all the fleas work together they can save jerry um but <laughs> this is also where mom comes in so that the pastor can now be the the second worst actor on the stage i think <laughs> she's pretty brutal and yeah, yeah. now the pastor says to him like hey if you guys need financial help all you have to do is ask you know and um you know one day and perhaps that day will never come I may have to ask a favor of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's like, uh, I don't want to ask money from you. We don't need your money. You look at you with your fine clothes. And this character is dressed head to toe from like the bargain section of H&M. He is not wearing <laughs> fine. He's wearing a vest. Did they mean vest? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why she had to say it. It's like we're pretending he's wearing fine clothes, y'all. For the for the movie, you got to pretend. Yeah. It's that great rule of cinema: tell, don't show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and 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 I gotta say, she's offended when he says, when she tells him, like, "Oh, my kids, I assume are her kids who may be dating or maybe brother and sister <laughs> are poor." And he's like, "Oh, I can probably help them. Have them come down and sign papers." And she's so offended, right? As if like, yeah. Like, first of all, okay. Fuck tithing. But if the place you tithe to says no, we'll give you money. Go get that fucking money. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Just write your name on the paper and get the money. Why is this a problem? Yeah, exactly. he, he can't just give money out without accounting for it. Like, yeah, sign the fucking paper said I gave it to you. Well, the subtitle of this entire film could be, Man, Do I Need Money? No, 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 not that money. Because <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a series of people just like, Oh, I need to hide this leprechaun gold. Do you want some of it? Mm, leprechauns are Irish mm. and I'm not into the... Yeah. <laughs> It's me on the Irish Ray. Smelling like whiskey. So. I'm officially offended by that. I'm officially offended by this. This is a racist, racist show you guys are doing. You're the Mike Kaplan of this podcast. <laughs> Whatever you, Mick. <laughs> it's Mika. It's Mika. You know you can't say that with an H, right? With you got to say it with an H. You got it. All right, so let's move on, please. Um, so the the uh, the pastor here, of course, and this and again, again, this if this movie was sane, this could have been a great and poignant moment where they're like, "Man, how do you sleep at night knowing that none of the people you minister to are as wealthy as you? None of the people who are giving you money can afford to do it." And he's like, "I sleep really well because all bullshit is equally bullshit." I guess that's essentially his argument. Yeah. Listening to his argument, he's, he's saying, Oh, I didn't believe in this either, but look how much money I got. Yeah. From the people you were saying will get rich. Well, right. such a, like, uh, how do people not see that connection? He's getting rich because they see the pastor as an example of how you can make money, but he's making money from you giving him fucking well, right, money. Right, right. Like, the president not- of Amway is fucking loaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> It worked out really well for Bernie Madoff. Yeah, exactly. This movie might as well be called Bernie Madoff and You. <laughs> and I, I, li- I love this bit, too, because, okay, first of all, I have to point out that the pastor literally upstages himself in this scene. <laughs> he steps so far forward that he has to keep turning around to address the actors that he's talking to. I thought he was going to lie on his back or do a bridge at one point so he could talk to the other character. Oh, my God. But then he like gives this whole like prosperity gospel thing or whatever, and Uncle E decides to fuck with him. He's like, "Man, that was so good. I'm gonna give you money." And he goes to reach in his pocket, and it's just a joke. But he's not going. But I'm not going to. Um, but they actually have the pastor walk over and hold his hand out for the right. money. What the? F- Every time you think this character that. isn't about to take money from somebody, he <laughs> tries to take money from somebody. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It gets so I much worse. Think, I, I'm going back to my theory that he's not an actor he's a pastor and that's instinctive they probably wrote his character <laughs> better and he wasn't supposed to want the money and he was supposed to defend it better but he forgot the lines and that's what's going on right now yeah right <laughs> he's just on autopilot yeah it's like ringing a bell man i start to salivate so and then because uncle e just mopped the floor with this wicked ass preacher who's supposed to be the good guy i guess to and reinforce that he's the bad guy, um, we have to see him going off to the strip club to see Big Booty Bonita. Yes, Big yep. Booty Bonita <laughs> oh, is doing a fundraiser. Yes. Yeah, what, and, and you want to know what else was weird? Uh, the, the, the mother totally co-signed it. She was laughing and like, oh, you going to see Big Booty Bonita? Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought she would have been like, that's not Christ-like, that's not, <laughs> I, I swear they forget how they're supposed to act and they just start doing normal shit. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> say hi like, to, oh, you going to see Big Booty Bonita, get your shit off, Dad. Yeah, she's like, oh, say hi to Bonita for me and she's like, I will, I will. You'll see her church on Sunday, but I'll say hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell her I'm be late for my shift tomorrow. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always like that, that the pastor... I mean, not the pastor, the uncle's like, 
like, oh, um, I'm going to give you some money. This dude is like a homeless guy living on a couch. Like, the pastor should have been like, motherfucker, from you? What are you talking about? He got a job. Yes, he should have been. He very much should have been. And again, we'll come back to that. So now we have to introduce another undercurrent, probably the most bizarre and stupid undercurrent of this movie. So this is where Natalie shows up. Natalie is crazy fucking hot. I had to pause the movie for a few minutes every time she shows up. Um, but she's mm-hmm. nervous because her boss is coming to her house her house and she's not ready she was supposed to fix the glitch in the computer bug data router and yeah so let's let's break this down because we do eventually find out what this is we are supposed to believe that this character who is impoverished and lives in a family with her mother her father her brother pookie who she may be related to and her Mm -hmm. uncle and has constant bill problems, works for a company that redesigns systems for yep. Microsoft. Yep. That's what she does. Not only is that not a one-person project, <laughs> but that is not a project you do from home on your 1997 <laughs> Dell computer, which is what she will use. No one throughout. had a Mac. Nobody there had a decent-looking computer. <laughs> right. And the exact words, she's trying to figure out that computer glitch yep that's as, that's as detailed as they it's like the punch cards are jammed or like <laughs> the abacus is stuck you know like what the vacuum tubes are full yeah so so yeah that, and this is going to be this is a very fundamental part of this movie it's going to come back over and over again and it never gets described as anything more specific than the glitch in the computer program yeah that's it right the system. She's supposed to fix the glitch in That's the what, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. But they figure out what the problem is right here in this scene, so they don't need our help. Apparently, the problem is that mom's not tithing. Mom's a god robber, That's you guys. the fucking term they use. They go, oh, mom, you're a god robber. Uh, but mom is very offended to be called a god robber. And especially because Natalie points out that the fact that she's a god robber is probably why the family is cursed. cursed. And if you're thinking to yourself, hey, that's going to get disproven because that's a crazy thing to say, <laughs> A, to your mother, B, in the universe that exists. No, the nope. family is actually cursed. She is actually a god robber. The actual <laughs> fucking line is, when you rob God, you are cursed with a curse. That's an actual <laughs> line from the movie. Amazing. You curse, cursor, cursor, <laughs> curse, curse. Like, and, 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 and shouldn't the mother be like, then bitch, get out my house. What are you talking about? If I'm cursed, get the fuck yeah, out right. of here. You're, you're, you're cursed with bad computer p- programming skills, motherfucker. <laughs> get out of my face. Like, oh, oh and, and doesn't the daughter say something like, I don't give to man, cause she's like, why give it to, yeah, cause uh-huh. they find out she, they're still tithing. They're mailing it in, right? Right. And she says, why, why give it to him? She's like, oh, we don't give to man. We, we just give because we give her and we're giving to, then give to a fucking charity. I immediately was like, then why give it to the pastor with the Bentley if you're not really giving it to him? Right. Give it to some <laughs> fucking charity then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The daughter says, we don't tithe to the pastor. We tithe to the Lord. He just, uh- shares a bank account with the past, yes. so it just it makes it easy if you send it to them. 
Easy pastor, pray and, pal. <laughs> so, so apparently now Uncle E is back from his eight second lap dance because they're not even paying attention. He just left and now he's coming back. Yes, uh, I guess that happens more the older you get, but, um, but he's there to tell her, um, tell everybody that, uh, Natalie's boss is outside and this is where we get to meet Robin Givens. Robin. Oh, now yes. coming to the stage, small booty Benita. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, by the way, she held the fuck up. I mean, she is smoking she crazy hot. Looks fantastic. Mike Tyson fucked that all up. I don't mind saying he's probably regretting that shit now. Ooh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> now, the most important thing that we have to learn about Robin Givens' character here is that she is Black Cruella DeVille. I wrote, I, that's exactly what I said. Miss Alexis is a Disney yeah, villain. Right, right. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not creative. I just called her a bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, she's like, I noticed that you didn't clean up your house. And I'm looking around, I'm like, what's, what is not clean about this? Set, the set, it's the, there's nothing out of place. It's a set. <laughs> and, and then oh Natalie moves two pillows from a chair to the couch. That was cleaning oh, up. I see. So that, I that fixed see. It. Now I've got apparently. it all cleaned up. Now, I, I, I think we have to emphasize the fact that, okay, so apparently this is her boss. They are having a meeting about her doing her job in her mother's living room. Why, why is yeah. she at there? This feels like a text message type of situation, <laughs> or or at the place where your business is. Your place of business yeah. would be also a good place. Be the it's crazy, but yeah, she basically says you need you, the single person who I have told to fix the glitch in this computer system, which you, a single human, are designing. If you don't finish it by next week, which, honestly, she might as well be like, build that building by next week. Like, that's the yeah, task right. she might get. I need you to fix that MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> you think, well, what if we redesign the MacGuffin? No, no, that's not going to make sense in, until Act 3, so don't do that yet. <laughs> Just fix the MacGuffin. Uh, but if she doesn't do it, She's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because bosses who want you to do your job are assholes. So, th but that's the thing is that what she's saying to this person is, okay, look, your job is to fix this problem. Now, the computer, the fucking movie has no idea what the hell's going on with computers, but, but just removing that and taking it into the abstract, she's saying your job is to fix X. We have given you months to fix X. You have failed to fix X. And now you're telling me we just need to redesign the entire system, which is like building a whole new fucking car around the paint scratch or something. If you can't do this, you obviously are not capable of doing the job that we hired you to do. You're fired. That is an eminently reasonable thing. Like if, if, if Eli shows up and he's like, dude, I just don't like to talk anymore. So I'm not going to be talking anymore. Never, never a worry. <laughs> yeah, right. Never a worry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know Anna was in there going, huh? Oh, well, wait, what? How, how does this work out? Um, but, it, but like again, like you can't, if you can't do the job, you get fired. That's not, I'm a bad guy shit. That's a, I'm a not out of business employer thing. Right. And she's supposed to be super evil because of this. I have not had so hard a time deciding who to root for since the Boston bomb. Oh, God. No <laughs> idea <laughs> what was. What? That, no one was torn on that? Yeah. No, it was Boston. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, in, in movies are like that. They're just lazy. They don't realize, look, it would probably be more powerful if your boss didn't want to fire you. And she was like <laughs> sympathetic and said, you know, I, I want to keep you. But since this isn't working out, I'm going to have to let you go. That's better than banging on a door, asking for crushed ice in a house. That's <laughs> Who the fuck has crushed ice? <laughs> right. Who has that? 
hey, you guys are poor. I don't even want to sit down. But she oh, she asked for a can of soda and crushed ice. What are you going to take the time and pour it down the little hole Who to the put f- the crushed ice in? <laughs> the- what the I'll give fuck? you something in the can. <laughs> uh, and bitters. I want bitters, too. Like she, It's the craziest fucking order. Two limes. Two yeah. limes. Salt the glass. Oh, for yeah, and, and, and I gotta say, I I think Noah's example of Eli not talking was very unrealistic. It should be more like if Eli gets a conscience and stops being racist, then I can see why you would kick him the fuck off the show. Second most likely thing not to happen. Yeah, that probably is not gonna happen either, right? I uh, I'm happy about the world, and I'm gonna be nice to people from now on. Okay, you're fine. Cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Heath, and and you need to stop giving Eli shit. Last week's jokes. I mean, you you're you're not you're you're not on my uh, best friend list either. You know, you you kind of <laughs> went at uh, black people last week. So just stop giving Eli week? shit. I say a lot of things. What did I say last week? I don't week? remember. But I remember being like, "Man, fuck him." <laughs> right, it's all I while I was laughing. While I was laughing. <laughs> that that's, asshole. That's how most people react to our show. They go, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> <laughs> It's not racist if you were laughing. That's a fit. That's the rule, yeah, that, right? That's, oh, is it? oh, I hope so. <laughs> it better be. That's kind of the business okay. model. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but now here's the, the great comedy turn in this, but we almost missed a great comedy here, guys. So after Robin Givens comes in and is all bitch going like, Hey, you know, you, if I'm not going to pay you to do your job, if you don't do your job, and it's like, Ooh, what a bitch. Um, Uncle E <laughs> tricks her with a shook up soda. So she gets sprayed. Shook up. Off stage, because Robin Givens is like, I am not using two fucking outfits for this. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Uh, He gives her something in a can, and it explodes in her face. (laughs) Yeah. There is no question that when Robin Givens signed on for this, they were like, yeah, so it's a two-day shoot. And she was like, mm. They were like, it's a one-day shoot. And she was like, mm. They were like, it's a three-and-a-half-hour shoot. And she was like, "Mm, fine. If anybody fucks up their lines, keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> and, and and I just know when she knew she had to make that sound of her opening a shaken can and pretending it splashed on her, she was like, I'm firing my fucking agent. What is going on? Here? What is going on here? Like, <laughs> I feel like someone went to church with Robin Givens and she was like, you know, my church is putting on a play. And Robin Givens was like, oh, my gosh, I should totally be a part of it. And then they came in the next week and they were like, here's your script. It's next week. And she was like, uh, oh, <laughs> No. <laughs> you can't rob Jesus, bitch. You better bring your ass. <laughs> so now, of course, this is where, like, the family comes in and they're like, oh, you know, how did things go? You know, Mama Jean's all worried about her because, you know, God's cursed her computer system or whatever. I th- <laughs> I wrote my notes at this point. Did God curse her computer system? I feel like that's where we're going. And that's where we're going, folks. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, that is where we're going. And she also tells everyone that her boss put her on probation. Right. Um, and like, no, she didn't use nope, that word. No, nope, no mention of probate. We all just watched the scene. You can't trick us. <laughs> We're the audience. We my were just asked me to do my job. She's unfair. What a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Probation doesn't just mean in trouble. <laughs> it depends on your race. It really does depend. <laughs> yeah. If I'm put on probation, it's like, we're going to fire you, but we don't want to get sued for some racist shit. So <laughs> we're going to take our time firing you. This is just a heads up. Start looking for a motherfucking job now. <laughs> so, and then of course, this is where dad ass shows back up. I've been missing Stacy. Um, and mm-hmm. she's basically here to just remind everybody that if everybody was just going to church all the time, they wouldn't be fucking up and their computer glitches would be just fine. And 
stuff. And this is also where everyone keeps talking about the natural realm. Yeah, what? And I'm like, what is the natural? Everyone here is a weird kind of wizard. Everyone's like, ah, the natural realm is one. I'm like, is this Pathfinder? What system are they using? I don't see any dice. It's so fucking bizarre. So yeah, but this is the first of many conversations where the good People in this movie are telling another character, no, you need to stop working so hard and taking responsibility for the problems in your life and trust God to just magically fix them. They're going to happen soon, I guess. And my note here was, it's Tuesday. I want my goddamn hamburger money. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Also, so Stacy leaves and everyone turns to Corey and Corey likes Stacy. Corey has a crush mm-hmm. on Stacy and the answer and this was baffling. <laughs> he goes he's they're like oh you like Stacy he's like no and then Uncle E goes I've never seen a nose that wide question <laughs> is a wide nose a sign of yeah, attraction what the fuck was he talking about Wait, when you say question were you asking me Ishmael oh yeah yes. so first I Very gotta say so. fuck you for thinking everything in this movie is black <laughs> and fuck this movie because this is actually a black thing and, um, so <laughs> fuck you for saying it and fuck you for being right <laughs> yeah saying you got your I, yo I your, your nose is wide open just, I don't know the origins but it just means like you're all about a girl you're all i don't know where that comes from i even looked for it i looked for it <laughs> look when we go to fiddler on the roof you can ask as many questions <laughs> as well I'm, I'm a big seinfeld fan so i got a whole bunch of shit to talk to you about. <laughs> what does your penis look like <laughs> but um yeah i like so when, when i saw your note the funny thing is I said, wait, that's not, that's a black saying? I thought that was a saying for everybody. <laughs> and I guess it wasn't. So I Googled it like, oh, wait, where's it? And no one can give me an answer where it's from. But it's just something that, and it just means like you're really into a girl. I don't know the origins. It seems like a weird one. Your nose is wide open. I immediately thought of Coke and like you being like totally, but that, that That'd doesn't be a make, little I'm weird, reaching but yeah, by no. trying to do that. It just means you are sprung and you probably don't even know what sprung mean. I give you, oh, like, come you on. We know what, the if, definition. If, if you give, if you give us, <laughs> if you give it to us in mix a lot words, of course we know it. Yeah. Us, uh, us white mm. people actually do a lot of mouth breathing. So the nose thing doesn't apply. We do more of a, uh, <laughs> I like that because that's my favorite phrase. Fucking mouth breathing. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. We do that a lot. So, so <laughs> and then, right of course, now. once everybody agrees that Corey's in love with Stacy, but just can't seem to tell her, Dad comes in dying to death. And he's got chocolate syrup all over his face, guys. <laughs> Ketchuped all up and down. And he's got a bandage on his arm already, like a yes, cartoon so character, I, like, yes, just broke his I wrist. It's like a cast immediately appears. Well, I assume the loan sharks gave it to him. They were like, all right, no, we need some money by Friday. By the way, he, he, yeah, wear this. he, he, you, he know, that's, you don't want to get that infected. Yeah, so he was beat up by loan sharks because he took out money to pay the bills when he was sick and thought he was dying last year. Yeah. And they are pretending that we are in 1960 because there are other people who rip you off called payday loans and shit yeah, right. like that. Yeah, exactly. That won't break your legs. Loan they sharks. Won't, like, be, who the fuck is still going to loan sharks? What are you doing? We have legal loan sharks who will fuck you, who will fuck you over and take your house maybe, but they're not going to beat you up. I don't know. Honestly, given a choice between payday loans and the old school loan sharks who just beat you 
to death and drowned you. That's oh. true because you can leave the the state and they're not going to go. Yeah, and they don't try you. to get you to refinance yeah. and shit. Yeah, exactly. So you can leave the natural realm. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but we learn that Daddy's credit is fucked, um, and at this point, the whole goddamn thing seems like a long creditreport.com commercial. But as if it wasn't bad enough, and I should point out too that the, the dad also contracted whisper disease from these loan sharks but as if this isn't bad enough all of a sudden they start Ugh. to sing it's a musical you know a lot of people think 35 minutes is too long to start the first song <laughs> in your musical bad. but no not will a man rob god i couldn't believe what i was watching and you you know how when, <laughs> when you usually watch bad stuff you almost feel bad for the people you have like an embarrassed feeling i hated this movie so much i was like good this is terrible i'm glad you started singing <laughs> fuck you you were root none of your friends like you now they're embarrassed for you whenever they look at you they think of this scene fuck this movie how the fuck do you start singing now and the song that they're singing, okay, you know why this song works? Is because Thank You, Lord, rhymes with Thank You, Lord, and You Been So Good rhymes with You Been So Good. Those are the only lyrics, and they sing that for like two and a half minutes between the two of them. <laughs> to no music. Somewhere backstage, someone rolls around back and forth on a piano, but it's just like, <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yep. That's it. Over <laughs> and over and over again. And she's like nudging him like, come on, get into it. Come on, this is the big dance number before Act 2. Like, what the fuck? But, but he's confused because he's trying to stay in character and be hurt while still singing. So I, was like, oh, I wanted the Lord. set to fly away and for there to be like chorus girls back there. <laughs> thank you. Just trying to dance to three notes. I wanted chorus girls in cat suits to come out. Really bad cat suits. And like, wait, this is musical, right? People in cat suits? <laughs> That's what happens in musicals, isn't it? So yes, they have now poured boiling oil into the Iron Maiden, and we have to listen to these fuckers sing. And this is where we, of course, cut to where we've been the whole time, and now it's time for some more comedy with Pookie and Uncle Lee, because oh Pookie's going to try to win the lottery. Okay, yeah, okay, right. so just question here. He's, he's naming all the stuff he's got ready to win oh the lottery. God. He's got his tickets. Um, He's drinking Hennessy out of a plastic lotion bottle or <laughs> yep. maybe a urine yep. sample jar it was one or the other i feel like i've heard of this in rap songs before ishmael is that a normal black person thing <laughs> is they... that why i'm here for you to keep asking me what the fuck to... you better do a jew movie with you asking eli every fucking second about banking and fucking hiding gold during the holocaust and all that <laughs> Um, no, this is, this movie, they could have literally turned to the audience and been like, hey, can we use a bottle of Hennessy? And like 50 <laughs> hands would have went up. And they <laughs> gave I can't believe they did that. Like, what are you doing? Jesus. You know the pastor character had a bottle on him. <laughs> Fuck, yo. What I, and I love, too, because there's just it is this st stupid little comedy moment that they're trying for where Uncle E is making fun of how gullible Pookie is, and he convinces them that if he walks like a chicken, then his prayers will come true or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this comedy relies on the idea, like the innate, the, pre the precept of this joke is that walking like a chicken is inherently stupider than rubbing a lucky rabbit's foot or praying to Jesus. I don't know that I'm buying that. 
Yeah, their comedy is I'm a buffoon. Like it's really buffoonery. That that that's like a, a thing you like. They they try to make. Uh, usually, like we objected to it because black people would be buffoons in movies and buffoons on stage, and they're like embracing it. He's a buffoon, so he's like, I got my. Well, I forget what he says. God lotto and this lotto and bless this or whatever the fuck he's talking mm-hmm. about. And I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? You are, <laughs> you are willingly being a buffoon right now. You are making a joke out of yourself. And then the other guy is like, I'm going to make him even more joke and make him like cluck like a chicken. Like what's going on? Why is anyone thinking that's good in 2013? This, I imagine being black and watching this movie is how Jews felt watching each other plan 9-11. That's what I'm saying. I think it's the same. Like, it's just like, guys, we don't have to do this. We don't. But imagine if at the end of Schindler's List, Oscar Schindler, like Hitler comes in and Oscar's like, I saved these ones for you special for those really bad tortures. That's how this movie works, though. That's what we're watching. Anyway, so then as if this movie wasn't racist enough, now the one financially successful black person shows up. So and of course, he's not an athlete, so he must be a rapper. Yeah, and and right a now. drug dealer. You and, can't well, catch, that's the hey, same he, thing. He deals though. drugs too cuz he needs to be both for some reason. Oh, and I want to point out this is I'm sure this is just a weird random glitch or whatever, but my Netflix just for no reason pops up and they're like are you sure you want to continue yes no at this point in the movie. <laughs> we're about to get really so racist on your ass yes <laughs> netflix just comes up and just goes are you still going holy shit bro you want to take a break you want to jack off to something or something <laughs> instead of yes no it's like do you support trump or don't you if you support trump you're gonna keep going right and it's just, he comes in and immediately, imme- so first of all, they all, they're very excited to see him. And then, because this is a musical now, they insist that, they tell, they tell us that he used to sing on the corner for change. Mm-hmm. The rapper drug dealer. Yeah. And they <laughs> insist that he sing a song for them. So they do a fucking acapella number. Best part of the and movie, he just sings. Opinion. He he's clearly a singer <laughs> with a decent body because he comes in with a tank top and yeah. he doesn't rap. He doesn't he sings. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, and, and by the way, yeah, Jamie, if you're gonna send me a, any tit pics, like his would be fine this this week. <laughs> yeah, he made me tickly in my tummy. <laughs> He made me want to fight him. I, I got you know, hate for you know, I'm very because of the Red Sox hat, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mad? You mad at the Red? Oh, Red Sox hat. And then when I make a Boston bombing joke, you get all tone policing. Wait, he did have a Red Sox hat. He had a Red Sox hat. Unbelievable. I must have blocked that out because I've never met a black dude with a Red Sox hat. Red Sox, <laughs> fuck the Red Sox. Thank you. Yeah, hey, this is what I said, and then everyone was like, Ooh, "No, no, he's just this horribly, horribly stereotypical racist character. He might as well have a clock around his neck that says bling spelled out in diamonds." But the Red Sox hat bothered me more than anything. <laughs> oh Absolutely. yeah, fuck a red, any black guy with a Red Sox or a New England Patriots, like motherfucker, you are you are the Clarence Thomas of sports. <laughs> 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 Uncle Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done, sir. And of course, this is where we have to reiterate the whole like this millionaire rapper guy keeps trying to give Mama Jean money, but she won't take it because he's a heathen or whatever. But this is also where the rapper dude offers Corey a job. He offers a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for six weeks of work. That's one point three million a year type salary. 
And let me tell you why I love my fiance. The moment he said that, Anna and I simultaneously went, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'll do it. I'll do this, this. Yeah, yeah, but she she wasn't sure. talking about the money. She was talking about a black guy's body well, and everything yeah, else that comes yeah. with it. She was not talking I would about watch that, either though. of those things happen. I'm okay with all of it. <laughs> Go D-Money. Yay. I'll do them. I mean it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, but his, but Corey's reaction is to sit there and think, hmm, but would Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? So he's not 100% sure. Is it better to stay poor and stupid? Yes. Yep. So I'll oh, stay yeah. poor and stupid. <laughs> to which D-Money's incredibly casual response is, all right, man, curse God and yeah. die. And then just walk. What? Like, like that's a greeting. <laughs> it's like, all right, I mean, look, if you don't want the money, curse God and die. I'll see you later. Oh, curse God and die. <laughs> he flew all the way from L.A. to wherever the fuck they live yes. now. In, in, or Hollywood, rather. Not even just L.A. Hollywood. And just to be like, oh, you don't want my money curse. First of all, he comes with no money. Uncle's like, yo, can I have two cents? And he's like, oh, all I got's a couple bucks. Motherfucker, if you came to give your mother money, where's the money? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and I don't even know. Is he the son? Or yeah, I guess it is because she said I didn't raise him to be that way. I don't know who's related in this fucking. But he movie. said. But he says later that she says practically Mama raised. Yeah, practically right. raised him. We have no fucking idea. Who, like, apparently, all black people are so related. This movie. This movie can't be. If if this movie is by a black person, they didn't grow up in uh, around black people because this sounds so much like a white racist movie where it's like well every black person there there's a big mama and there, first of all i have no big mama in my fucking family but they and, and i actually thought of that early on listen you don't need motherfuckers with fake grays make her big mama that's what black american and movies do for some reason there's a big mama and then there's a trickle down of just a bunch of young people who call her mama yeah because right. we're a different breed and we don't have a dad and a mommy and we have kids and have a loving family like just do that then and they didn't and so i don't know who this guy is to her yeah i thought you guys butted off of big mama i thought it was like, <laughs> like, like a kind of a and thing. then you all but yeah. so well it's only if we eat after midnight and then oh, so uh, apparently he turns down the job, you know, whatever, because and, and the movie thinks that they're making good decisions. But before he leaves, we have to tell him that, you know, hey, I'm coming to your pool party. Uh, rapper millionaire guy. Uncle E has to, like, make sure he's still invited to the pool party and make some jokes about, you know, how he's going to wear his thong because he wouldn't look good in a thong. That's fucking comedy, uh, y'all. That's so funny. Yeah. And so he leaves and they immediately, like, the second he's out the door, they're like, yeah, he's a real motherfucker. Everyone in this movie who leaves the room, one second after out, they're out the room, the other people are talking shit about them loudly. <laughs> that happens <laughs> over it's, and it's over. It's literally like, have a nice day, and then when they shut the door, I'll slit that motherfucker's throat for two bucks. <laughs> right. It is. Right. Fuck that over and over. He's not, he can't possibly be off the front step when they go, man, that money's changed him. He's a real dick now, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing no one ever forgets their keys in this player. They walk back in and be like, that ass motherfucker. Oh, um. Yeah, they're right there. It's all the way on the other side of the room. I'm just going to cross the stage, cross oh. back. So they're sitting it's there fine. going like, I can't believe he said curse God. And he's like, well, he also told you to die. That seemed like that. But but I feel like the 150 grand for six weeks of work is what we should be focused on here, guys. <laughs> so now, of course, this is where Natalie comes in looking sad, like nobody's been fingering her asshole while they try to see how many licks it takes to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of her clit or anything. 
Oh, I love me some Natalie. Allegedly. I love Wait, me some You guys finger assholes? <laughs> if you're going to deal with the asshole, you got to get pleasure. What are you doing? We do all kind What's of stuff with on? the asshole, man. Basically. We have very small fingers. We have very small <laughs> fingers. That's fine. It's a lot, Good to know. a lot more comfortable than you I like think. to yell at it. So, so you guys usually thumb the asshole then, right? We do whatever we go, the best we yeah, can. Yeah, it depends. We do the best we you do, the- no, you were right, Heath. You do whatever you do, especially when they ain't what. You just have your way and just whatever. Let them deal with the consequences of that. That is our foreign policy. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So- Finally, call Heath racist. <laughs> so- Take that off my bucket list. I'm having sex with a black lady here. How am I racist? This is sex. <laughs> this is very clearly. I like her. I obviously multiracial like her. That makes you more racist. Stay away from my women, motherfucker. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Taking a strong anti-race mixing stance here on God. <laughs> We're not real big fun on miscegenation. No, it's okay, but it's, it should be black men fucking white women. Just It goes one way. Whatever, okay. you're fucking Jewish it. girls at college. Yeah. <laughs> I told you they didn't allow me to have sex with their... Uh... That's what usually happened to me, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... I tried. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like me having sex with black women. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... But white Americans... I-, I love... We're all- we're just shitting on women. We are terrible <laughs> men. We're all a bunch of guys talking about, oh, I fuck black women. I fuck Jewish women. I fuck... <laughs> Jesus. I thought we were talking about <laughs> trying to fuck the women and failing, but at any rate, I just want to point out... <laughs> <laughs> During this conversation that comes up next in the movie where like Corey and, and Natalie are talking about, oh, I just don't understand why God would let the wicked prosper or whatever. At one point in this, uh, uh, Corey goes to sit down on the couch. He's up on the arm of the couch. He goes to sit down in it. The cameraman's following him and sneezes. And that stays in the yep, goddamn it's movie. Amazing. Uh, so then he gets a phone call, uh, that, um, so first of all, we have to talk about the phone rings. He answers it by saying, God bless you. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. which by the way, if anyone ever answers the phone when I call them with God bless you, I'm hanging up. <laughs> but isn't that because the cameraman sneezed? It was because the cameraman sneezed. Exactly. <laughs> oh, was that why? <laughs> isn't this the scene where, where, where the cameraman is seen? Yes. I, yes. I literally wrote, Oh my God. I said, I just saw a fucking, I said, see, cause I can't write a fucking cameraman at, <laughs> 30 minutes and 43 seconds left in the movie. <laughs> and I saw him. Yeah, and I brought it back and I'm like, why did I see him? Why did someone allow that to happen? That is the easiest cut ever. Did not give <laughs> a fuck. If they didn't cut out that bored ass fat 15 year old girl at the beginning that they cut to in the audience, they weren't cutting out a goddamn thing. I actually think she was this more slimmer one. I'm not saying she was slim, but she was so something told me it may have something to do with that. Like everyone else is big as fuck and she thought <laughs> right, food yeah, wasn't exactly, enough exactly. to bring her here. She's like, wait, I came here just for food. I'm not that hungry. Like fuck all these fat motherfuckers (laughs) but yo when i saw the cameraman i brought it back and i'm just like no no i didn't just see a cameraman and it was some handheld bullshit oh yeah like like everyone if we weren't doing a podcast i would have shut it off even if i was christian and then in this movie i'd have been like fuck (laughs) you just insulted the shit out of me you can't cut that motherfucker out so no nope. man. So but now they get the uh the phone call and uh and Corey says God bless you to whoever he's saying that to. And the news on the other line it's Pookie and he has to tell him that Mama Jean has collapsed. Oh okay, but yeah. he was just there like 30 seconds he, ago. He, yeah. So <laughs> apparently he walked outside and just found mom collapsed right there yeah. and then 
called on the phone <laughs> from the front stoop I got to so, tell them. Yes. So in a classic Act 2 ain't over till the old lady drops black drama fashion, we're going to pause for a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will the broke, unemployed utilities getting shut off sister still give her money to the pastor? And if she does, will he take it? And if he does, will he turn out to be the bad guy in this movie? And if he isn't, how the fuck could that possibly be? Find out the answer to these first three questions when we return for the jaw-flooring conclusion of Will a Man Rob God? Please, God, send me money. I need it so very, very badly for things and stuff. Amen. Send him what he needs. Hey, man, it's me, your uh, rapper cousin. Do you want a job uh, helping me with my music for $150,000? Sorry, man. Rap music is bad for some reason or something. God, God is going to provide. Uh, okay, curse God and die. Okay. Uh, please, God, send money. I know you are a good God. I need it so very much. Amen. Why, hello there. I'm your rich Uncle Albert. Would you like $150 million? I would like to give it to you, $150 million. I would love that. Thank you so much, Uncle Albert. All right, wonderful. I'll go get my husband and we can sign the check. Uh, 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 husband? Sorry, Uncle Albert, no can do. Uh, seriously? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, man. well, curse God and die. All right, curse God and die. Oh, oh. Dear God, I super need the money. If there's any way that uh, you could Hey, place- it's me, Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, he with a million dollars in unmarked bills. Just take it right now. Take it. Here. Oh, Jesus. You're, you're Jewish, right? And we're back for more breakdown, and we'll start in the only set this movie has, where Natalie clearly needs me to fantasize about determining what does and doesn't fit some more, when all of a sudden Pastor Sims comes a-knocking. Yes, and Pastor Sims is here to check on her mom for, I would say, anywhere between five and seven seconds before he starts to talk about money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Pastor Sims... Definitely likes the way he looks, I would say. <laughs> He's quite happy. <laughs> and I actually it. think I actually think the pastor was written as even though with subtext, he actually didn't go to the hospital and didn't give a shit about the mom and just came to talk about money. Because yeah. he just talked about it and was like, Anyway, I'm sure seems money. like it. <laughs> yeah. He makes it about three sentences in. He's like, Anyways, enough of your dying mom. So like, how are you doing with money? Are you robbing God? Are you a God robber? Just out of curiosity? Just like wondering. Well, right. Check if you decided to be a god robber all of a sudden. And of course, this is where we learn that, you know, Natalie lost her job because she couldn't fix the computer glitch and she's down and like all of the bills are past due and everything. And again, the the pastor's just like, oh, well, you know, if you guys want to come in and sign that form I was telling you about weeks ago before you had this problem, you can still do that. But he didn't even say you guys. He said you. And I immediately was like, there's going to be a scene with him fucking her. But because it's this movie, <laughs> it's going to somehow be in the house. I don't know how that goes to come down, but somehow. That's what they use gonna... the kitchen for, I guess. Because <laughs> he totally was like, come down tomorrow and I'll give you that money, baby girl. Don't worry. About it. I, got you. I got you. Yeah, we, we make all of our donations rain down on top of our parishioners. This yeah, is, no, this it's totally normal. That's how it goes. Now, and of course, this is where you start to really get the first hint in this movie that this movie is pro 
prosperity gospel? Because this is where Pastor Sims is, you know, because the, the girl's like, I just don't understand why people don't like our church and everything. And he's like, well, we face extra persecution because of the prosperity gospel. It looks so much like complete bullshit to people that I'm just empowering and <laughs> enriching myself. I, that's why they persecute us so much. Right. And and then the, the, the pastor says, yeah, well, prosperity is the most confusing part of the Bible. I wrote, is it really? Is it? Everything else in that book makes more intuitive sense than the prosperity part? Have you read it? (laughs) No, they have not. He also says that prosperity is just as important as salvation. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I forget the part where uh, Jesus was going to check your 401ks, and if they weren't in the right position, he was going to throw you into a lake of fire. But I I sped read. I sped read. I, I totally felt like he should have said prosperity is the most confusing thing. Now that we live in a capitalist society and it makes no fucking sense well, right. for you to just be giving your money to people. It's it, right. it's goddamn insane. And it, like it's so bad Like because when they start talking about, well, prosperity is written all over the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. I'm like, are we supp- we're supposed to be booing right now, right? The audience is supposed to throw tomatoes like in fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> because he's been the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because then... She takes money out of her purse. She has just told he's just visited her mother in the hospital. She's just told him she's lost her job. She has unpaid bills. She's in a huge financial bad situation. She takes money out of his purse and gives it to him. And Noah, do you want to tell us what happens? Because you've written in about eight hundred font here. Yes, I had to go to fucking sixty-four point (laughs) type for this. So she says, "I know I don't have much money, but but here's my tithe. Now ten percent—that's supposed to be ten percent of your earnings. If you're not earning." anything you don't tithe but at any rate here's my tithe and he fucking takes it they don't have him say (laughs) in the movie no i can't take this from you you need this more than god does since i drive a bentley he fucking takes he says i know this is hard for you to give to me and it's hard for me to take but you need me to multiply this fucking money she says well i believe that you're doing what's right with my seed to which i wrote definitely not the eli bosnick story (laughs) and he puts her goddamn money in his pocket and says you need me to multiply this for you and he just a moment ago said he's going to give her money the next day. She's handing him cash so yes. he can give it back tomorrow? Like, But no, he's going to multiply it for her. He, he says like a compound interest prayer I and guess. whatever. <laughs> 900% compounded daily. <laughs> well, right. first of all, what they should have done, if you want to not make the pastor look like a piece of shit, have her give it to him with him not knowing she lost her job and other things. Right. And then maybe <laughs> right. he can say something about... Well, this money you gave me means even more now because God knows you don't. There's so many ways to not make him look like <laughs> a scumbag. Just have her not it's give so him money. Easy to do. Why don't you? How about just leave that part out? <laughs> not have her hand him money. How about have him just give her money? Just give her money. That would Say, work I, too. I can't get groceries today. Here is fucking fifty dollars. <laughs> Go get groceries. <laughs> I think you guys are missing out on a big opportunity here. We need to start a blowjob prosperity ministry. Huh? <laughs> Don't we? If you give me a blowjob, if God is going to give you 900 blowjobs down the road. Have we not um, been doing? I thought we had a <laughs> We're just right. not, we haven't, we haven't set up the, we haven't incorporated. We haven't codified it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And so then Pastor Sims leaves because he's got her money now. That's the other thing is that he takes her money and runs. It's like, oh, I got your money now. Well, hope everything's okay with mom. I'm out. 
Um, and then right. Corey shows up to tell him that mom's doing good. Now, I, I also want to just go back to this for a second. Like, mom collapsed at the end of Act 2 because something dramatic needed to happen in Act 2. There is never a way in which this advances the story. We never get told what was wrong with her. She's fine later. Nothing ha- No one has an epiphany because she's collapsed. They just needed a dramatic ending for Act 2. Yes. Why do black moms always collapse in movies? Oh, black I don't get fucking, it. What, what are they? Big mamas. <laughs> well, that was my question for you. So now nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but shut up. Corey, Corey. I, I honestly have a confession. I'm not even black American. My family's West Indian. So I didn't grow up with, as you asked before, chicken. What was it? Pig feet or pig some feet, stupid yeah. shit? Yeah. I'm West Indian. I didn't so ask about the pig and feet. All that. So I actually came in undercover as a black American. American. You guys I, thought you were getting a genuine black American. Thing. Well, fuck. I grew up in Detroit. I think I'm blacker than Ishmael. Exactly. Uh, guys, I got to scratch how many black friends we have off the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Back to zero. <laughs> yeah. Fine. You have no black friends. As you say, you, ca- you kind of had to assume after we made Ishmael watch this movie, it was going back to zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not talking to you guys again. I'm going to be a, ch- I'm a shit talking online motherfucker, especially with podcasts. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to you guys, especially he, cause, cause he's not saying things that I think he would be saying if I wasn't here. Right. He's editing this week's show, so he's just going to sub right. him in, and you'll be like, he did not call me that when I was on the Skype call. He did not. <laughs> he called this affirmative action show in his notes. He's like, okay, I'm going to give this guy a pass. Let him be funnier than me today, and, you know, whatever, and go back to normal tomorrow. So now, in the it, it, meanwhile, back in the film we're reviewing... Um, <laughs> Corey has decided to take a job, take that job with D money, that $150,000 for six weeks. There is nothing I would not do for six weeks for 150 grand. And I do mean that. Um, but he's decided to take this job now, but he's all conflicted about it because of the heathenist drug nature of it. Everybody tweet us with ideas for Noah to do stuff for six weeks. Just, uh, <laughs> throwing it out there. He makes it seem like, like he has to go murder someone. Like yeah, he right. make he's just so I'm selling my soul to Satan. I'm uh, like yeah, I'm gonna go uh, suck it, cocks at the glory hole for money, exactly, guys. Sorry, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go join Big Booty Brenda, <laughs> <laughs> and she is horrified that he yes. is going to be a music promoter. She might as well call him a thug and explain that he, you know, he should have raised his hands quicker or whatever it is. She <laughs> hates <laughs> him for this. And he says to her, he's like, I have to, mom's sick. I have to, I can't afford not to do this. And it's like he's going, honestly, I thought this movie was going to end up with like him killing someone for money or him robbing a church or something, you know, doing something super terrible that we'd be like, oh, that's why a man would rob God. But no, it's just taking a job in the secular world is the worst thing a character does in this movie. Yep. The the way he made it seem was as if, his brother or whatever the fuck the Who gangster the hell, name yeah. is actually isn't a famous rapper and he's being paid to go to the hospital and murder his mother. Like that's <laughs> how we made it seem. That's the performance he delivers. Yes. And, and, and then they're going to get the, the, the life insurance and be on top of the world. Hire Woody Harrelson to do it or something. So then he leaves and Natalie drops to her knees just like she does in my fantasy. She calls me father too. <laughs> 
But unfortunately, no, never mind. She's praying and crying. So, you know, uh, bingo at Praying, least, crying, but... montage. Christian movie bingo. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and my music note for this prayer, by the way, is the piano bar guy is trying to get that last chick there depressed enough to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> my music note is an, an orphan is hacking out tiny little cars. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And <laughs> in, in, in my music note is... And, and this goes with all this, well, all the singing, the one song that made us think we were going to see a musical. But like, did you guys not like do, uh, a, like put it over the movie in post? No. Like, nope. are we really listening yep. to you guys on stage singing? What is going on? Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote, somebody get Billy Joel another scotch or he's going to hang himself on stage. <laughs> This is depressing. And just as she's begging Machina to do the ex, the does ex Machina shows up. It's uh, Robin Givens at the door. Yeah. uh, Because she's found the glitch in the system and repaired it. Even though she was fired. And, and at the same time, they fired her and clearly didn't hire anyone else. They just was like, well, if we can't repair it, fuck us. Yeah. I fixed the MacGuffin. It's act three. You said it would make sense now. So I did it. And I just want to point out that what we have here is we have a gorgeous and fragile, uh, uh, young woman and a still smoking hot middle-aged Robin Givens. And one of them needs her job back really, really bad. <laughs> so I'm lubing up. I'm like, okay, we. it was worth the hour worth of setup th- so far. Um, but yeah. uh, no. Also, by the way, Robin Givens, her front teeth got gappier throughout this what movie. I don't know how that what happened, happened, but I like it. I like I it. I think she got back with Mike Tyson. <laughs> maybe a little Michael Strahan in there, too. Yeah, yeah maybe. It's a maybe. good look. So, so yeah, so Natalie has now redesigned the system in her spare time. Um, and I love the moment where, and this really speaks to, to Heath's best worst, where Robin Givens is checking the computer to make sure that the glitch is gone. It's <laughs> amazing. By pounding repeatedly on the same key. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted so bad to see what the screen actually says there. Like, just glitchless computer program. Perfect. You did it. Well, excellent. Here's what's amazing. They turn and there's a reverse shot and you can very clearly see it's just the entry screen to a window. Yes, it is. It's it the is. Windows login screen. Yes. They, they don't even yeah. have the login information for that computer, clearly. No. <laughs> right. So apparently Natalie's going to hand over the Windows 95 repair CD to fix the glitch yeah. that's the the, the well, plot here that's because computer words computer words data ram microchip usb you see so yeah. yeah so she but now she's fixed the computer program but she doesn't just want her job back she wants the big money that's actually the word she says she wants in on the big money mm-hmm. she should have said the white money like, <laughs> <laughs> now i don't want this nigger money you're trying to get i want, want white people white money, money. <laughs> can i laugh at that <laughs> Yeah, you just can't replete it. You you can't play it. You have to let me play this part of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. When you edit it, you have to bring in a black man to do that portion of the edit. <laughs> do not edit that, Noah. I have to edit that part. See, this is the thing. She she learns that they were going to sell the system to Microsoft for $30 million. Mm-hmm. And she wants this employee who... Is just part of the, this is like a random coder, we can assume, who's fixing a glitch in the system, would like $15 million. Yeah. 
Which, to be fair, Robin Givens reacts to realistically. She's like, you don't just get to have half of a company contract. Yeah, so apparently she's just going to go fucking sell it to Bill Gates Girl Scout style. She's just going to cold call Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have this thing called Windows 11. You want to check it out? I'm just going to come by the office. Cool. (laughs) This scene set up so much of Robin Givens murdering her. It's like, oh, what's the worth 30 million? And all I need to do is leave the house with this computer? You're dead. There's no yeah. one else here. <laughs> right. I am murdering you, and it would cost me less to get off. I've done killing. worse than this just for a Dalmatian jacket, bitch. Right. And they're acting like the, the fix, the key to fixing Microsoft Windows is physically located inside yeah. this Commodore laptop she has and nowhere else. Right, they're exactly. fighting over the She laptop. actually fixed it already so shouldn't Robin Givens be like, bitch you already fixed it. Have a good day. <laughs> it's it's on the cloud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went on GitHub and I have it now. It's fine. You you get nothing. Uh, and, and I just have to say, because we talked about this earlier, she says... Um, I called this meeting. Yes. As they're at her house. At, at her <laughs> living room. Right. You're probably wondering why I asked you here today. <laughs> she, Robin Gibbons should have been like, to eat my pussy to get your job back? Why else would I be in your yes, home? Yes, she definitely You're should have said that. And you call me to your house, start licking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked my uncle E to sit in, actually. So. <laughs> Like next time I smoke a bowl with my wife and be like, you might be wondering why I called this meeting here. In the end. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck is she talking about? So so anyway, so Robin Givens, Uncle E comes in. By the way, his bowels seem to be doing much better since that opening scene. He comes in or comes out from the back or whatever where he was jerking off just as she's leaving. And this is where N- Natalie, the flat broke, unemployed daughter, calls her lawyer. Her lawyer. Yes. Now look, I'm no legal expert, so once this episode comes back, I'll run it past Andrew Torres, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) your lawyer doesn't give you a connection to Microsoft and also make sure that there's nothing illegal about (laughs) taking a program that was at your old job, creating it for yourself, and selling it out from under them. I mean, I'm not sure. We'll wait and see. Maybe he'll do a segment on Atheistically Speaking. How does she have a lawyer? Like what? Yeah. Going on? what what's Look, going she on? She can't here? pay the power bill, but you got to pay your lawyer. She's got her priorities. And her. how does the lawyer already know what happened with the glitch fixing thing? How does he? She calls him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I already talked to Microsoft. They want it. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get you like thirty million. What? Yeah, he's one of those lawyers that sets up meetings with Microsoft for your computer. What the? F- how? They, 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 he might. She might as well have just said, "Well, they gotta call my shaman." <laughs> she should have said her priest. It would have it would have fit with the yeah, right, movie, right? If she Pastor Sims set it all up, yeah, exactly. So and then so she's all excited because she's going off to meet Microsoft about her program. She's going to meet Microsoft. That's a guy, Ted Microsoft. He's the one who owns it. <laughs> and then Uncle E orders some porn with a number that he has memorized (laughs) and we're gonna watch him jerk off (laughs) until the black i was like we are gonna watch uncle e jerk off (laughs) the last time porn was ordered by phone yeah Yeah, what who who or what year is this this is 2013 (laughs) who orders pay-per-view porn on the phone even that 1997 dell she was running could have showed him porn yeah and even if you do that why would you order fat girls who like walks on the beach part two that's (laughs) a crazy choice yeah it's it's totally derivative it's not even close the sequel to was good. terrible yeah, it wasn't even good. the sequel was all like three people from the original movie and i don't want to get into it i don't want to get into it this show's political enough as it is but i'm just saying 
I still want it back from you. So, <laughs> so now loaned uh, it to you. We cut it. We cut to the next scene where this is this is um more comedy from Uncle Ian Pookie. They're uh. going to the pool party now. I, I, again, I have to point this out just because the writer in me won't let me run by this. Okay, so we've set up this pool party. They talked earlier about going to the pool party at D-Money's. D-Money showed up and they talk about the pool party then. Now we see them getting ready to go to the pool party. The pool party will have nothing to do with anything in this movie. Nope. It won't take nope. place during the timeline of it this movie. It will not even yeah. happen. Yeah. That's it. It is because it's their comedy skits. That's yeah. what it is. That's why it's <laughs> yeah. So that right. Pookie can walk out in a duck <laughs> inner tube and a fucking snorkel on his way to the pool party. Right. Yeah. And by the way, here's what um Uncle E is setting up to go to the pool oh, yes, party. Yes. By all means. Uh, extra towels. Uh-huh. Extra towels. Makes sense. Uh, sunblock. Makes sense. And Viagra, which is exactly what I would use to watch porn with my nephew, but maybe not to I mean And at one point okay, so so Pookie comes out and he's he's wearing floaties on his arm and three inner tubes and everything because he's afraid of the water and it's hilarious and just in, so you know how deep into the barrel they have gone for their comedy Pookie makes a Howard the Duck joke. You guys remember Howard the Duck? Of fucking course you don't! Why would anyone remember Howard the Duck as a nation, as a species we've tried to exercise that fucking memory? Why would you make a joke about it? Anyway. Um, can, can I say something? Um, and this is one of the moments you probably should ask me. Black people remember Howard the Duck. <laughs> Why? Why? We also remember Teen Witch. Teen Witch is another classic that I watch yearly. Do you not get Today TV? Do they make you only watch Teen a certain- Witch and Howard the Duck is our version of GAM. It's watching white people act poorly in shitty movies, and it's entertaining as fuck. She fucks a duck, or she's about to fuck she a duck. She gets really close to fucking a duck. Of course I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. But I, I just want to point out, the reason why we have this scene where he's all covered in floaties and stuff is because we have hit every racist trope about black people, except for they can't swim. Yes. So we needed to get that in there at the end. Whatever yes. bet this guy made with a Hollywood screenwriter, he just snipped something <laughs> off the script and he was like, I can make every offensive thing about black people in a single script and no one will call it racist. And he was like, you got a deal, man. Do a line off my dick. This writer, <laughs> and, and listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I live in LA. I've worked in Hollywood for a while. I've actually done some rewrites on some decent like the guy who wrote point break and varsity blues whatever he's a terrible writer but he gets good rewrites so anyway he's writing this movie for samuel jackson and it's about a lebron james type of basketball player and he asked me to his manager asked me to do to read it and to um like give him feedback and every he basically wants me to change slang and he wants me mm. to make it seem like it's written by a black person. Black it up. It is the most racist, <laughs> insulting thing. And I had to say gently to him, you don't seem to like your characters. You have fried chicken jokes in this. You have jokes. You don't want me to like your main characters. And it's funny because he introduced me to Sam Jackson and he's like, hey, I got him going over that script for you. So obviously Sam Jackson read it. Sam Jackson looks at me and he goes, did he just tell me he's blackening up my script? And I swear <laughs> that's what happened in this fucking film. Yeah. This was written by some racist white guy and then some black guy came in and kind of, because these are all tropes. Black people are clearly in Insulted by. I would I hope so. 
I would certainly fucking hope so. Yeah. I don't know. The audience seemed to be enjoying it, guys. I think you that might be bothers getting a little. Me most. <laughs> that bothers me most. And, and, and I'm not surprised because there are certain people within the community who will find this funny and you want to tell a motherfucker you should be insulted by that. What are you laughing for? <laughs> right. But we need to wrap up the romance element of this movie guys oh my god the hey how's it going i clearly like you <laughs> that one the element that doesn't exist yet that they're gonna wrap up now yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so yeah so stacy shows up and of course the, like uh, cory last time we saw him was all conflicted about the job that he took where he's making fucking 1.3 million a year or at least that pace and so apparently he's <laughs> quit that job now so that he can be broke and work 90 hours a week for cocaine money or whatever and <laughs> stacy's very proud of him she wants him to know that that she's real happy about that and that jesus is still lord Right. This is the quote. Jesus is still, he's house church. She goes, well, you know, Jesus is still Lord. You know that still, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Jesus. Sure. Yeah. Bob quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So, and then this is where he like tells her, you know, like, Hey, I've never told you this, but the reason I joined that church in the first place is because you were at that church. So I- I've kind of been stalking the shit out of you for years, Stacy. I-, I hope you find that romantic. <laughs> yeah. It's so creepy the way he says it. It's like, yeah. what I'm trying to say is, uh, I'm gonna rape you. Wait, 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 no, no, that came out wrong. Um, you start over. I'm, I'm gonna rape you. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> right. He basically says, I've got everything I want. My life, my lord, my woman. And it's like, you just told her you liked her. Exactly. You are not, you are dating at her. She is, yeah, right. She is not right. responding. How is she yours? Yeah. How is she yours? <laughs> right. It's biblical. She doesn't get a say. Like, and, and, and I gotta say, we didn't talk about it, but the way they hinted that they liked each other, or at least he liked her, he'd go, bye, Stacy. And then they'd be like, and we did that whole nice, <laughs> nose wide open bullshit. But, um, like, I, I don't get, like, who wrote, like, that guy, Eddie went, well, he did act in Family Matters, and that's how Urkel, acted so maybe that does because i when he read it i'm like aren't you adults don't you know if you like someone you don't need to go like who does that bye stacy <laughs> like what that seems like you're going to rape and murder her later it, yeah like, that's what it sounded to me yeah stacy's putting lotion in the basket later yeah well apparently exactly. eddie winslow already put 50 shekels down on her so at this point <laughs> it's just it's just bound to happen and and now, of course, Mama Jean and Daddy come in, uh, where my notes are just like, whose fucking house is this? Who does and does not live here? Because they said they were going to help Mama Jean with her groceries when they found her collapsed. Like, where the... F- anyway, yeah. So... And also, as if to just prove Ishmael's earlier point about how they didn't actually write lines for Pookie, they just expected him to be funny. At this point, he's like, they're like, oh, you're dressed very nice. He's like, yeah, I thought I would get a, a job because everybody had been getting a, a job in this in this movie. And then like, I was like, yeah, mm, okay. And then they just carry. He's like, what the fuck was the point what? of that? Was that his turn to talk? He was like, I was promised a third of every scene, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> No reason for that. Fucking insane. (laughs) And uh, but this is also where we learn that like some Natalie calls to tell everybody to just hang out there. She's got a big announcement to make. Um, Why do they need that? They don't need that. She's gonna walk in in thirty seconds. Right? She's calling from the fucking driveway. (laughs) (laughs) What? Who? Why? 
The question that that writer answered was, why don't, why doesn't everyone leave the room? Just keep them in the room talking and never walk in. It's baffling. Everything about this script is. Yeah, no, the only thing that happens between her, them announcing that she's going to show up and her showing up is Pastor Sim showing up. So Pastor Sim showing up could have been the reason they were in the room. Pastor Sims walks in without asking, and then they go, "Why? what are you doing here? And he goes, that's what happens when you leave your door open. And I wrote the Eli Bosnick story. (laughs) (laughs) He just wanders in without permission. That's that's, that's how he rolls. shot in the chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stand your fucking ground. You should have picked the wrong house, and it was some white person's house. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm picketing for a fucking prosperity gospel pastor. <laughs> right. And then Nancy comes in, or Stacy. Na- Nancy. Na- Nancy comes in. Natalie. Uh, Natalie. Nancy is the unblackest name ever. <laughs> no black Nancy. Nancy is nobody in this movie. Also. Nancy. No. Is there Nancy? There's One a of them's n- Nancy? No. Natalie. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Natalie comes in. It's fucking impossible it's fucking impossible natalie comes in who knows at what time or what character she is at this point all of those things could have changed but she comes in and she's like hey you remember that thing that was very clearly established and revealed in three scenes ago that thing and everyone's like 30 million dollars well right so she's gotten 30 million dollars this woman alone has gotten 30 million dollars from microsoft for her computer system. Well, now to because be fair, she fixed the program. Well, right, because but this <laughs> happens to prosperity gospel congregants constantly. They are constantly coming into thirty million dollars from their computer datas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right. and she's going to give the church three million. She said she turns yeah. right. She said the yeah. first ten percent goes to the. This this is when I said, oh, this is actually pros- This is this movie for. Prosperity yes. gospel. Yeah, that's where oh, I you made it all the way to blown here. Blown away in this scene. <laughs> I know, but I'm with you. I'm with you all the way to this moment. I was certain that this was going to turn around, and it was going to turn out that the old black church, the Southern Baptist church, or whatever, was the good church. And the but no, this is where we learn that yes, he sent off the fucking uh, uh, goddamn chain letter or whatever, so he didn't get driven over by the cement truck. That's actually how they end the goddamn movie because she gave money to the fucking church when she could yeah. not afford to she got 30 million dollars that's the message of this movie you want to know what's scary is that the people who were helping her stay afloat which was her mom who was at the other church bad shit happened to her happened to her husband Mm -hmm. it's almost like see now you look back at it and you're like oh shit because they weren't prosperity gospel god was like killing them basically mama fell down and the other dude got beat up (laughs) jesus cursed (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're cursed it probably, with the it curse. Was the pastor, like in in a whole um Kaiser Sose kind of twist, the the the, the <laughs> person that the father owed money to should have been the pastor. <laughs> this whole movie, everything starts to go bad in this movie like ham. You just watch it and just everything turns absurd. It's like the fucking Dolly film where people are cutting their eyes open. Yeah. Like if, if Natalie had opened her mouth wide and her jaw just dropped to the floor and then Robin Givens had walked out as a baby and been like, give me back my crushed ice. I would have been like, sure, I get it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Makes as much sense as everything else in this movie. And then the pastor takes credit for all of it of course because that's what pastors do and just when we thought the credits were going to come up and leave the only respectable likable character in this movie not christian 
Uncle Lee decides that he's ready to be saved because otherwise he won't be in the will of his suddenly rich niece or daughter yes. or whoever the fuck she is to him. Freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> Literal freeze frame. Yep. Yep. Oh my I he is the least likely to ever convert. Like if they did one good thing in this film, he definitely does not seem like he's Christian at all or will ever be Christian and then they made him Christian. Well, but I I, I still feel like we can just buy our way out of that by saying he faked it to get in good with Natalie now that she's a gazillionaire. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. That's what I'm going with cuz I want to like Uncle E. Yeah. I would do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I wouldn't blame you a, even a little bit. So I feel like this is a stupid question having made it all the way through uh, the movie, but will a man rob God? I, I feel like they're saying yes, no, 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 yes. I um, think yes until he puts your mama and your daddy in the hospital. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> so the answer to that question is yes, and God will fuck you up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I still pass. No idea. <laughs> Whatever, Heath. No one's buying it. We know who you really are. (laughs) (laughs) Now, obviously, I'm not going to ask you how many stars you would give this movie because you'd give it one. But over time, God would multiply that again and again. And we just can't risk that shit. (laughs) So rather than offer it up a numerical scale, I ask you this. What is the most damaging message you could send to a financially underprivileged and educationally underserved minority that would still be less damaging than the message of this movie? I got Mm. this. I got this. White people are your friend. <laughs> Ooh, my, mine was close to that. Vote for Jill Stein. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, check out Florida. It's really nice there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bright, sunny. You have to wait yeah. for another shooting. Has Eli taught you nothing? No, no, it's good because there's uh because remember the guy with the he had all the things your racist uncle wanted him to do and then they still shot him because they were aiming for the other guy who they shouldn't have been shooting at. It's okay now. It's okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, Ishmael, congratulations. The suffering Christ has nothing on you now. You made it all the way through. But of course, our listeners might not be done with you yet. So if they'd like to hear more from you, from you know, more anger, more rants, more blackness, uh, where should they go? They should go to Angry Black Rant basically across the board, Facebook, Angry Black Rant, Twitter, Angry Black Rant, and you can find the podcast where you find podcasts under Angry Black Rant. All right. Well, I appreciate you keeping it simple for the white folks. And of course, we'll have all that linked on the show notes for this episode. Ishmael, thanks again for hanging out. Thank you for having me. It's been a friggin' blast. I loved it, man. Absolutely loved it. And by the way, who won um, in the Black Ooh. Friend competition? Oh, um, see... He's a big phony. I think Heath is like, he wants to lynch me because he was going out his way to not <laughs> say shit. And they scare me the most. They scare me. <laughs> like, he's cool until I show interest in like his sister or some other white girl. And then he's like, how dare you, you big black. Anyway, um, but also Eli has shown himself. So you, you won. You I won, knew obviously. I won. Oh, I'm from Detroit. I had an unfair. Or advantage. I won, depending on how you look at yeah. it. <laughs> oh, shit. Depending on if you send some cops to my house and then. <laughs> Yeah, depending on what he edits your words to sound like by the end of it. (laughs) And, well, that does it for our review of Will a Man Rob God. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to make you want to shout for next week's show. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Day when sun rises in the West, film that will shock the world. (laughs) I thought it was film that will shock world. Yeah, It's a uh, Muslim apocalypse movie Uh uh about that camel... 
elephant lion thing with Bollywood special effects and subtitles that can best be described as occasional. (laughs) (laughs) It's on YouTube, but uh, it looks pretty fucking great. (laughs) Oh my god. Was there a preview? I couldn't find a preview. There is no preview. I have no idea. I just flipped around through the movie. It looks ridiculous five seconds at a time. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, like I, I, I watched like three clips of it or whatever. Every time people were in front of a green screen when they really shouldn't have been, you know, when the background is just like tree. Yeah. Or something like that. So, <laughs> green screened a lot of rooms for this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just see that. I'm, I'm sure they're at one point they were green screening over what was it behind them in the room, you know. Hey, move the green screen. I got to get this for the green screen. Anyway. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 49 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Ishmael of the Angry Black Rant Podcast for suffering alongside us today, and a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can Email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. We love the Thank you. Natalie unplugged the router for 10 seconds and saved the Microsoft Corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle E shit in the pool. If Pookie had just followed instructions, he would still be alive today. (laughs) That's an all think headline. I'm just reading right off. I'm reading right off how all think. That's not on me. Thank you. Thank you. Billy Joel's going to kill himself. I do not trust white people who are nice to me.